I'm Master Ken, and you're listening to Karate Cafe, which is bullshit. Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial arts conversations since 2005. Karate Cafe is sponsored by Piranha Gear. Visit PiranhaGear.com for all your martial arts equipment needs. And now, here's your hosts, Paul Wilson and Dan Williams. Hello again, everybody. It's Paul here with another episode of Karate Cafe. Off my center line, as ever, my good friend and yours, Dan Williams. Dan, how are you? Good. Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening to all, uh, what, what do they say, all, all, all abroad and whatnot? Uh, all the know. ships at sea. All the ships at sea. There we go. Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. America, but we're not just Mr. and Mrs. America. As no, we, will, we are not. As we will talk about, I think I, I, I put a thing on the Twitterverse about uh, all the many people that are listening to our shows, and we're getting, a, 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 we're still, you know, America. But uh, we have right. lots and lots of international folks, uh, you know. Yes. So yeah. I actually might be tra- traveling over to jolly old England. What? Uh, yeah. Um, next, late next month. Oh. For work. Well, hey there, our new, we've had several new people uh, digging the show from, from, from that neck of the woods. And maybe you can stop in and see our good friend Ian Abernathy. Oh man, that would be the coolest. Yeah, the uh, you know, and, and we actually have a, a, a one of our federation dojo is is there in England somewhere. Um, cool. Is that for work or for fun? For work. All right, but you can make it fun. I can make it. Fun. I can make anything fun. Speaking of traveling for work, I just came back from another trip to uh, Tucson. Thanks for nobody inviting me to the dojo. Aww. Uh, but uh, I did visit a dojo. And uh, it was uh, an instructor who uh, named uh, Barry Hulk, who uh, teaches at the Kodokan Center there in, in Tucson. Uh, he is primarily a Japanese jiu-jitsu guy, but he has uh, a sixth on, I think, in um, uh, Matsumurseto, uh, which is sort of our, our home system. And uh, anyway, I stopped in to say hi. There's also a Hawaii connection, and I did not put it together. Uh, a friend of mine here in Austin actually put it together for me, but he's the son of uh, one of the founders of Kajukembo. And, uh-huh. uh, and those of us who are listening and are familiar with that or, you know, we're lucky enough to live Hawaii, uh, know all about Kajukembo. And I was like, oh my gosh, I never even put that together. Uh, <laughs> so, and I, 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 a little bit of, uh, a little bit of, you know, like two degrees of, of martial coolness there. <laughs> I like um, that. But, uh, so I invite you guys when you guys travel, Go visit, you know, go check out other dojo. Go say hi to people. There's, you know, martial arts, you know, surrounds us and penetrates us and it, it binds our universe together. Oh, so, so be be sure to, to stop by and, and say hi to uh, any of the people. So you definitely should do some Googling. And I, I know there's there's lots of Kung Fu in like uh, in, in England. Um, oh, yeah. So you should probably go there and do the thing. You mean in London proper? Uh, no, it's just out. It's just outside. I'm not actually not even sure of the city. I think it's a little bit north of there. It, it's um, England. Is, England is like it's New York. It's all New York City. You know, it's, it's all like city. one big blob. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Ian is actually way up north, so that may not work out. But yeah, yeah I should. Uh, so, any of our listeners, feel free to uh, to ping us and uh, oh, yeah. invite Dan. And you can. See... I figure I'm going to hit up the, the the Facebook and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and see if I can't. Uh, I don't know. Hang out with somebody. That's true. That'd be cool. Maybe we could take a little break from uh, making people mad, and uh, you know, start training with them. That'd that's right, and start punching them in the face. That's that's true. They, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> it, it, any press is good press, and you know, we I, I had some uh, some some blowback on our episode what uh, one fourteen, I think. 
mm-hmm. uh, or 115, uh, the Marshall Evangelism one, and uh, 114. And so um, I actually had somebody who contacted me and said, like, you are really talented. You gained and lost a listener in the same day. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to take a sample of one, you know, you, you kind of get what you get. But, say, Levy. Say, Levy. Yeah. So, uh, so this week we've decided to shift it up a little bit and do a topic that's a little more back to uh, the, the basics of uh, the in the dojo chat. Why don't you uh, share that topic with us there, Dan? Um, no, wait a minute. What? The in, in, what? 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 I said, why don't you share the topic with us? Oh, um, so the topic that we're talking about today is uh, something that I've actually, you know, recognized and uh, and my instructors have pointed out. And it comes from the more, um, I should say, the more uh, practical side of the house. Um, And that is this idea of um, if if during your training, um, your constantly sort of shifting your technique a little bit as to not hurt your uki or your opponent or whatever, your training partner, um, then do you start to have the, the muscle memory of, you know, either pulling short or punching to the left or punching just to the right to intentionally not hurt your training partner? And I, I, it, it, it concerns me that if I'm getting in this habit of not doing it right, um, then when it comes time to do it right, there's not really, and, I, and again, I've seen the, you know, off the left, some people will say, oh, well, I'll do it to the left or right because it's easier to shift to the center. And, you know, I've obviously seen a, a lot of, um, you know, you, you look up, pretty much any YouTube video where, you know, one steps are involved or something like that. And for example, there's no way that one person would have made contact with the other, even if they didn't block the punch kind of thing. Um, at the same time, it is dangerous to throw an accurate full power punch at someone's face. Um, because if they don't block it, then you know, they're in trouble. And at this end, you're training. It's the whole point is that you're in a safe environment for training. Um, and honestly, I don't think I've ever heard of a good reconciliation of, of those two things. How do you train for real life, but not train in real life? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, it's that this is an, an argument that is kind of you know very much um, a thread that runs through traditional martial arts and uh, mm-hmm. non-traditional martial artists looking at traditional martial arts and vice versa. Is yeah, you know, we've seen you know lots of it, it. It's really great to have YouTube as a resource because you can you know now there's like there's lots of examples of what you're talking about and you can reference yeah. it and. And and more people are, are are you know seeing it and looking at things with a critical yeah and I'll eye. and I'll throw up I'll make sure I throw up a couple on 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 the Facebooks there you go um, just so that we can have examples of it right but you know, we we've seen you know, lots of examples of there was one just um, actually not too long ago I think was uh, mm-hmm. uh, somebody was talking about like Shotokan you know and uh, you know let's not get mad all the Shotokan brothers but they were talking about <laughs> you know like the punch was you know comically far away. 
but but not because the puncher did, but because the blocker was really really far away, and so you know someone was making the point of like you know you're so far away you know why is your you know your technique is overextended and blah 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 yep. and and that sort of you know the argument is like well that's that's a training tool, right? You know it's dangerous so, otherwise. It's dangerous otherwise because you know you've got to sneak up on it. So and the know, thing is, and that's the conflict for me is that I I, I kind of feel like. You know, if you had this this art, sort of this argument, I guess, quote unquote, is that I can see it from both people's standpoint. I can see it from the standpoint of, um, hey, you're not going to be accurate when it comes time to to throw a real punch, and I can also see this see it from the standpoint of, I'm going to hurt somebody if I throw a real punch. Right. It, we had um, many many years ago. I was training at a, a dojo in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and that was a Shawnee school, but not our federation. And I was working out, and a young kid came in, you know, maybe late teens, and uh, and it turns out he was from my federation. And yeah. so we were doing twenty-five, or we were doing the basics, their basics, and I was watching his punch, and his punch was like really, like his elbow was really bent, and it was, you know, maybe going maybe about. I don't know, maybe eight inches off of his chest, you know, just and stopping, you know, and but so it was all tied up, and I could see his arm was all tight, and so I asked them, I said something about it, and they said like, oh well, you know, you don't want to project your arm out too much because you'll, you know, you could lock your arm out, and mm-hmm. and and whatnot, and I'm like, well, well, yeah, but you're also not extending, so you know, um, yep, so so, so you he was he was killing his power. And, yeah, and you know and, what? That that brings up another really good point is that um and again it's this kind of thing of of how you practice versus how you execute because you know a good example is if you if you throw out a punch full power into air that's going to have a different effect on your shoulder especially your shoulder and your elbow than if you throw a punch and and you meet resistance. Um, and if you're practicing to meet resistance, uh, and I, I should say if you're, if, if the technique's intention is to meet resistance, but you're practicing and not meeting resistance, then you're not practicing the technique's intention. And obviously for practical purposes, you have to do that sometimes. Um, but if that's all you do, I mean... Uh, you know, if you never hit, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably going to not pronounce this right, a, a, a makiwara board or a heavy bag, um, you know, if you never meet that resistance, then I don't know, I, I, it, that would be weird to me um, because you're probably going to throw a really weird punch um, when it comes time to, to need it, you know? Yeah. Well, that's another, another leaf to that tree. Mm-hmm. Is you know people who go you know maybe too far. So, um, I, I have respect for Makawara training to a point mm-hmm. uh, because you know everyone was like it teaches you how to hit hard and you know whatnot and you know get used to the impact. And I was like, yeah, but I'm never going to be hitting anything that hard. I mean, <laughs> people are are softer than that. So when I when I hit them, there's going to be some some mush, some give or whatever. Even if I hit bone, it's it's going to give less than a Makawara. Or get more. So, but, yeah. so, so, yeah. so projecting your power, learning how to hit that and, and, mm-hmm. and get used to that impact is, is one thing. But then it can also, you know, do it to the point where 
then you can't control your punch. You, know, you can, you can you know, in other words, what you're saying is you can train to the other extreme as well. Right. You know, there's, 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 there's definitely a sweet spot in there. So in my dojo, when we spar, you know, we don't wear pads um, mm-hmm. because we practice accuracy and control. Uh, and we're always, you know, popping somebody somewhere. <laughs> it's right. Just, it, it happens. And uh, a, a friend of mine, I was at a friend of mine's dojo, and one of his students, I accidentally popped him in the nose. And I was like, are you okay? And he said, well, you know, I didn't sign up for a ballet class. So, yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, um, you know, and obviously you can't, you can't go through, it's just, it's, it's the goal of your training, you know, and if you want to be, we always joke about if you want to be street deadly kind of thing, um, then you can't expect to not get hurt in class. Uh, if you want to study an art for the sake of studying art and getting exercise and being healthy and having a community of people and all that jazz, then you can probably go through just fine and not get hurt. Um, but again, if, if your if the purpose of your training is to have, um, a, a practical street defense outcome, then yeah, you're going to get hurt. And I know that my attitude has kind of changed to that a little bit because, I even thought about, well, you know, it would be fun if I if I if I go over to England or whatnot and, and hook up with uh, some people from the podcast or some other Wing Chungers or whatever, maybe both, whatever the case. But I thought I can't really spar because of my detached retina. I mean, my my other eye is now very susceptible. Um, essentially, if you get it in one, it's almost a guarantee that you'll get it in the other. It's just a matter of time. And you know, if somebody pops me in the eye and my retina detaches, then you know, that's, that's, that's about three weeks out of work and, and probably, you know, three or $4,000 for me. So hmm. I can't afford to take that risk. And I just have to make the decision that I'm okay with, you know, not, not practicing my street deadliness, you know? <laughs> well, you don't have to practice it because you are. That's right. That's right. I'll just, but, I'll just stick them with a shiv, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and muscle memory doesn't just, you know, apply to striking it's, I mean, it's kicking, it's, it's movement. It's, you know, when, uh, I've that's been, a good point. see people doing blocks, you know, and when they're doing mm-hmm. blocks, they're doing, you know, a block a certain way. And, and you can tell like, you know, that's just muscle memory. They're just doing it by muscle memory. And, well, and again, if, if, if I'm getting fed incorrectly, then I'm going to throw my block incorrectly. And if, if I keep getting fed, you know, because the punch is a little bit off to the left or a little bit off to the right. Um, or uh, the big one I see a lot is because, um, the training partner is anticipating the motion. So I'm anticipating the motion. A block is going to go, you know, to the outside or whatever you want to call it. Then I I throw a little bit to the outside because I know that that's where the block is, is coming from. Um, and I've seen it really mess people up in that, uh, if the instructor says, well, here's a set of three blocks, you know, one to the outside, one to the inside, one overhead or something weird like that. I don't know. Um, do them randomly all from the same strike. It's a lot harder for the person throwing to anticipate which block is going to be executed. So they have a tendency then to throw a slightly more accurate punch because they don't know which way it's quote unquote supposed to go. Um, 
But oh, yeah. That's a good tool. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, because when you do, when you do like our, our one steps and stuff, and mm-hmm. so, you know, it's punch into the middle. Okay. Punch in the middle. And you're doing whatever the block is. Well, you know what block is coming. And so, right. yeah. And so a lot of times, especially it happens with, you know, younger students and stuff like that is they know their punch is going to go over to one way or the other. And they end yep. up, you know, punching that way and you, you, your block has to go hunt them, you know, and, yeah. uh, and that messes up. Your muscle memory, but that's a good it thing. Does. But but that's a good thing. Because but that is a good thing. If you, you if you practice sticky hands or, or any any version of that, yep. Then that helps you go, you know, recover that. But yep. you know, by the same but then it's also, you know, not really helping uh, the, the striker, you know. Um right. the, the the other flippant side is like for us, because you know, I mean, uh we do change body, Tyson Bach, you know, get off the the center line. So when you're when we're sparring and stuff like that, if your muscle memory is to like always go to the left, you know you're always going to the left, and whoever's sparring you is a bit, should pick up, pick up on that pretty quickly. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And uh, now you know, arguably, you know, when you're throwing down in the cul-de-sac, it's not. I mean, you shouldn't be doing a whole bunch of stuff so they pick up on it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So right. You know, when people talk about you know their their um, their reads. You know, like, like oh, mm-hmm. he's got to tell. He shifts his shoulder, but before, well, the fight shouldn't have gone that long. You know, <laughs> but for, right? For that's someone to that's when you're that's when you're sparring, and that's more like I I would consider that more sport esque. Um, right. You know, I I remember sparring one guy I used to spar with all the time. Um, I would pick up the fact that uh, I can't remember exactly, but when i threw when i threw a uh, a punch from from my off off of my my uh right arm he would always round kick me like every time i threw that punch he would throw a round kick every time and i just i just started to anticipate it and then i knew it was coming as soon as i threw that punch and so i i i barely i just lofted the punch out there not really intending to make any contact but sure enough, he fed me that round kick, and I just swept him, you know. Um, but you're absolutely right. You know, in a cul-de-sac type situation, um, you're not really anticipating others' moves. You're not doing any strategizing. You're not really planning. It's not like a boxing match where you're going to say, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the body uh, for this round so that it slows them down for the next round. Uh, right. It's really more about survival. Well, you know, as traditional martial arts, we all fight at midnight in the cemetery, right? So right. It's it's much harder to see, you know, um, <laughs> and, and kind of to, to tell. So I mean, so that's an argument, I guess, that kind of you know would negate the whole muscle memory thing. Is well, it shouldn't matter because you're doing this for defense. You're not doing it for a protracted fight, right? And, and so that's not going to be important. You know, one of the things with us when we do change body, or at least in my dojo. You know, you kind of have to wait until they, you know, they feed you a little bit. They they initiate the attack. They've lost the initiative. They move, then you move. You know? Right. Uh, uh, especially, you know, I'm, I'm I'm older and slower. I'm slow anyway, and now I'm getting older, so I'm getting slower. And so, you know, I can't move faster than a lot of my students anymore, or pretty much anybody, yeah. really. So, <clears throat> what would, so if, you know, I try and anticipate their move, and sometimes I can, sometimes I get a little ninja and I can... Kind of see what they're doing. You can throw one in there, but but if we're sparring, then yeah, you know, it's it's like it's it's easy to pick that up. Yeah. Uh, but if it's like from jump, like from the first move, you know, it, I have it to wait doesn't for, work like I that. I have to wait for them. To, I they have to do something because yeah. I need to see where they're going to commit before I can do, you yeah. know, my move. And uh, and so 
that's a, a training of muscle memory that in it is it's ongoing. It's it, it's it's never going to be. It's, you're not really necessarily training your muscles to perform a certain way, but you're training your entire self to kind of act a certain way. Yeah, and that's that is that's a good point. And I guess maybe that's the balance in there is that um, there's there's a certain amount of muscle memory. I would be really curious, you know, if if any of our listeners have any um, experience with it. I mean, if if when you got into a physical confrontation uh, on the street. Um, and did you find yourself punching two inches, you know, to the left of the guy's face? Right. Well, there, uh, there's that, the, you know, the trope that goes around about, you know, some law enforcement person defending, oh, yeah. defending themselves against a gun or yeah. a knife. And then they, you know, they disarm the person and then give it back to him because that was the muscle memory that they do in class. That's right. Um, yeah. And that's, that is a really good example of, of bad muscle memory. Uh, is yes, you, you don't want to give the weapon in class. You give the weapon back to your training partner, and in the real world, you don't want to do that. Right? Yeah, you know, or or you know, they, someone said they, that one time they you know got into a fight and they threw somebody and then they reached down to help them up and got popped. You know, because right. you know that's what they did in class. And yeah. you know, those are you know anecdotal and, and maybe. You Maybe know. apocryphal. Yeah, but uh, but but it's true. I mean, there, there's there's stuff that you know when, um, like we do one step sometimes, and you stop. Yeah, like and I'll, as an instructor, probably and maybe some of our listeners who are instructors, this might have happened to them as well. Mm-hmm. Is we're doing something, and then I, you know, I'm like, oh, here's a point. I need to I need to stress this, and I and I and I, you know, I like, hang on a second, and I start to tell, you know, hey, everybody, listen to this. And then the guy keeps punching. Right. Because then I'm, I'm like, you know, they, their, their muscle memory is punch, punch, punch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then even though they see the stop, when they hear the count or I move or whatever, then they punched. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's kind of the other thing of, uh, you know, of kind of counter training the muscle memory that could also be a, an issue of, you know, well, if I don't move till they move and then they move, whatever the move is, then I do the thing. Instead yeah. of moving um, in a thoughtful manner, in which you know you go like, well, they moved. Are they moving some way that I need to punch them, or are they just moving because they're the instructor and they're getting ready to do something in the class, or you know, they're yeah, you know. And on top of that example, um, I've I've seen it very frequently um, where it's the exact same situation, it either. In class, or it seems like more typically in a, in a seminar type situation, um, where the instructor will, you know, a thought will pop into their head, something else that they want to mention, and they'll sort of give the high sign to 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 have their partner not strike, and they still strike, but they don't hit them, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and and again, I, I get it. It's you're demonstrating a technique and things like that, but but that's kind of my point is that obviously the partner is in such the habit of not executing the strike as they would in a real life situation that the strike really, I mean, for all practical purposes, it would never hit the opponent 
thus the opponent would never need to block because it just it would never connect. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I have I have seen that in a lot of seminars where the guy's like, oh, well, I forgot about, and the other guy, you know, kicks or strikes or whatever, and it's it's a mile away from the other person. Um, and I think that. I don't know. Maybe there's a balance in there somewhere of, hey, you know, the punch shouldn't be a mile away, but I guess it doesn't have to be, you know, an inch inside the guy's face either. Yeah. I mean, um, well, that's, that's the, you know, that uh, one of the things that we also battle with in my dojo is, mm-hmm. you know, I, as I teach lazy man karate, right? So if, if they step and punch and you step back and you're, and you're out of the range of being punched, mm-hmm. you know, you shouldn't throw up a block, you know. You're done. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, because if you do that, then they, well, I know he's going to do that. I've seen yeah. one of his moves already, you know. So, uh, you, you, clearly, you know, hand should still be in some sort of defensive posture right. or whatnot. But, I mean, as, but, you know, if it's, if you've moved out of the range where, the, where there's no danger of contact, then you shouldn't have to do anything, right? You know? That's so, right. Now, granted, they may start getting momentum and you've got to deal with that. But, but, but as far as, you know, like someone doing a technique, I've had that happen many times where, like, a, a student is punched and they like either gone to the side or whatever. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm right here. I punch in the middle. I'm right in the middle. But yeah. we had, um, you know, people who were punching in, and, and I, I tell all my students, I'm like, if you're doing the block, you should have a reasonable expectation that you're going to get hit if you don't do the block. You know? Yes, you should. Now, 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 whether, Absolutely. now, whether you're going to get hit hard or not is what you have, you know, got together with your partner and discussed, you know, <laughs> You know, it's, it's the whole thing is like, you know, there's only, there's only 10 repetitions of it and then it's payback time. So if you're going to, you know, <laughs> you're going to knock the, the crap out of people, you know, six or seven times, well, it's going to be their turn in a minute. So, you know, yeah. you've got, but, but still, you can still punch well and, and punch, um, you know, strongly, I guess, for lack of a better I, term. Yeah. And I think so too. I think it's just, you know, I think maybe the important thing is to be aware of it. Um, and not maybe there is no ultimate answer of this is how you're going to do it or how you're not going to do it. It's, We're not leaving here today until we get it. Right. The, uh, uh, well, I mean, I generally tell my guys, I'm like, you know, do, you know, a couple three to get your range. You know, yep. like we'll do 10, right? So like do a couple three, kind of get your range, you know, and, and, and feel the punch, you know, do a couple, you know, nice and solid. And then mm-hmm. maybe do a couple hard and say, you know, and tell the, you know, who, okay, you two, we got the range, do a couple, you know, nice. Right. And, and, and this is like, now come at me, you know, like full force on a couple of these. Right. And, you know, I've, I've mentioned it in the past and I, one of the, one of the techniques that I like, uh, the, the training techniques I like is this sort of numeric X, X, this numeric, um, I don't know what you call it, but anyway, you and your opponent would start at just randomly start at a five. Go, okay, you can come at me with sort of an aggression. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you five. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It, it's kind of the same thing. And that way, I think using kind of that scale, you can work together to say, okay, now scale up your aggression level to a seven. And, um, you know, anything really seven or above, you're going to hit the person in the face if they don't block it, in my opinion. I mean, if somebody says, come at me with an aggression level of uh, a five, then, or I'm sorry, a seven, um, then that's, 
that's going to hit me in the face. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's a, a pretty good keep. You still get the the benefits of the drill. You still get, um, you know, you still get the um, the, the the training of, of of striking something at force. I mean, so if it it goes so the the person getting punched understands that there's a really good chance they may get punched if, if it doesn't work well. Uh, yep. And they still have a door. They can still get out. They can, you know, shift or get off line or run away or scream or put both hands up if, yep. if, if things don't, don't happen. But it's not, you know, a surprise. It's not, you know, but, but then the puncher also gets to ring it out a little and, you know, say, okay, well, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to throw one into this guy and they are expecting me to throw one into this guy, you know, and, and it, it opens it up. And I think that will give, also, that person a sort of idea of, oh, okay, well, that's how hard I can hit. Yeah, I think that's a, a great uh, a great tool for everyone to use, and we would, yeah. we would love to hear more from uh, the listeners if we have any left after the last couple episodes. <laughs> um, you can email us at karatecafe at gmail dot com, or uh, we get lots of uh, work on the or on the Facebook. On the Facebook. So yeah, um, please let us know or Twitter us at at karate cafe. Um, I think that's a good place to stop for this week. Yep. Uh, um, so um, hopefully we'll get to talk again before Dan hits hits the trail, and uh, yeah, we're going to try and get some mini sodes out for you guys too. In, in the meantime, uh, and remember everybody, I'm making my great Canada trek, so I'll let you guys know when and where I'm going, and we can maybe get together and train. Cool. All right, Dan. Well, uh, another great talk. Thanks for getting that uh, topic off the ground. And yeah, uh, always a pleasure. And you too. It's a pleasure to to talk to everybody again. <laughs> and we will talk to you all again very soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Karate Cafe. You can join the conversation by emailing us at karatecafe at gmail.com. Call our comment line at 469-844-5791 or log into the forum at karatecafe.com. Remember, you can support the show by visiting our sponsor, piranagear.com, or shopping at Amazon through our link, karatecafe.com slash Amazon, or donate at karatecafe.com. I'm Steve Henderson, proud supporter and voice talent for Karate Cafe. If you or someone you know needs an effective voice for a film, television, radio, or new media web project, contact me at stevehendersonvoiceovers at gmail.com. Or call me at 404-314-8400. Once again, thanks for listening to Karate Cafe.